Welcome to the Creatives in Focus podcast. Hi, I'm James Reed, fantasy author publishing under JMD Reed. The first volume of my epic 12-book fantasy series, Shadow the Dragon, is available for purchase. Check out Foundation of Courage. Today, I'm joined by Colleen Tews. She's the author of Onyx, Raven Sinclair Novels. How are you doing today, Colleen? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing, James? Oh, I'm doing just fine. It's, uh, looks like a nice day outside. Oh, yeah, it's lovely here. Lots of sun. Yeah, uh, the sun's out here, too. Uh, that's kind of when the sun appears again in Washington in May. So uh, it's really great to finally get to talk to you. I've seen you all over uh, Facebook. We're in a lot of the same uh, like writing groups and stuff. But uh, it's great to get to chat to you and like chat with you in person. Yeah, it's great. It's it's like we're meeting for the first time. Yeah, yeah. So um, let's like to start things out with like a fun question. So um, are you a, a cat person or a dog person? I'm both. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, up until. Just March, I had both two dogs and a cat, but we ended up having to put the cat to sleep. Oh, sorry about that. Thank you. Um, but she was about 13 years old when she passed. Um, but, yeah, I've always had either a dog or a cat in my life. Okay, well, yeah, um, well, that was my growing up, but then I moved out, and then I've only ever rented. And they always have these, like, clauses in my contracts where you can't have pets, so. Mm. That's okay. I'd probably just, like... I'm very forgetful. I, I fear I just, like, forget to feed the poor thing. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I don't, I don't see myself as that responsible. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe it's for the best. So, uh, Colleen, um, how long have you wanted to be an author? Uh, for as far back as I can remember. Um, back when I was 10 years old, I wrote a screenplay about this ghost story, and I've just been writing ever since. Do you still write screenplays? Or you just do novels these days? Uh, just novels and novellas. Yeah, I've never never tried to write a script before <laughs> or a screenplay. <laughs> just just long-form writing. It's about the same thing as a novel, only nowhere near as descriptive. Yeah, you just like you just have dialogue and you just put like and they do this or whatever, right? Yeah. Because you just need a you just need to like let people know like kind of what they're doing and stuff like that. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, just like an outline with dialogue. It's actually how I outline. I do. I tend to write most of my dialogue in the outline. Well, then you could write a screenplay. Yeah. But then uh, I couldn't publish it as a novel. I don't know. I like writing novels. So I don't like. I don't have much interest in trying to get like something made as more than like a words or whatever. Mm. But uh, yeah. So uh, let's talk about your novel. You just got a new one that came out. I noticed right like a week or two ago. Uh yeah, Onyx. Uh, it was a prequel novella for my Raven Sinclair novels. Ah, okay. So uh, Onyx, she uh, she escaped from the small town Ohio, made it to the big city, and then um, her sister gets murdered and drags her back home, where she gets sort of embroiled in this whole murder mystery as other girls start coming up dead, and she's got to figure out what's going on, right? Um, pretty much. Only the names are reversed. Onyx is actually the sister who oh. uh, is murdered. I'm sorry. That's okay. And uh, Raven Sinclair is the uh, the main character. It's it's her sister who. Uh, unfortunately, is is killed, and and she has to figure out who's behind it. All right. Well, yeah. So tell us a bit about um, 
Raven. So this is the start of her. I guess this is sort of a series of like what detective these stories or yeah, the uh, witchy paranormal murder mysteries. Ah. So there is some like um, supernatural stuff going on. Yes. Yeah, like you you kind of described like the part of Ohio as having this sort of mystical thing, and I wasn't sure if that was like literal mystical or if it was like I don't know like the burned over district in New York back in like the eighteen hundreds, you know, where just all the <laughs> all the spiritualists were hanging out and and doing <laughs> seances and stuff. Yeah, okay. it's, it's more like um, kind of like a Harry Potter town. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. So yeah, so tell us a bit about uh, Raven. You know, kind of what makes her such a such a you know good at solving horrible crimes well this one she's she has that close connection with her sister yeah so she's able to empathize with the victim and she uh when she goes to new york she actually goes there to become a photographer so she has a very keen eye for detail okay so along with that uh and her um her magical abilities she's able to devise who done it Okay, so um, she's like a witch then. I think you mentioned witchcraft. Yeah. Okay, so we're talking like um, like brewing potions and casting charms, or does she like wave a wand around? <laughs> I'm just trying to get like what what level of magic are we here? Yeah, it's more like casting circles and okay, yeah, okay, I gotcha. Um, flick of a hand creates a flame type thing, lights a candle, um, contacting the dead, that sort of thing. Okay, cool. So, uh, um, did you have to do a lot of research into that, or uh, I mean, because it does kind of sound quite a bit like modern Wiccas, right? Uh, you know, doing the the circles and the casting spells that way. Yeah, I've actually been a practicing pagan since for almost thirty years now. So, okay. pretty much, that was my. So you you're writing you're writing what you know, as they say. Yes. Awesome. That's always good. It's uh, you'll be able to get all those like little details that you know the Wikipedia page won't have. Right. All right. Cool. So uh, so this is just a stepping stone. So obviously this is her first uh murder she solves. So then she goes on to solve more in the later books. Yes. Or does she solve other sort of stuff? Is it always murder? Or is it? Uh, there's several people who get killed in Onyx, but only one killer. Okay. So yeah, oh, yeah. she'll go on to do more. As the series progresses. So uh, where did the idea come from for marrying, like, your background in as a pagan with, like, mystery? Like, did it just, like, come naturally to you? Did it strike you out of the blue? <laughs> Do you think this would be fun? I'm just, uh, like, yeah, where did the idea for this come from? Um, I just thought it'd be fun. Um, like, I like the old school Laurel K. Hamilton and her, her Nina Blake novels. Uh, back when they were more murder mysteries. And uh, so I wanted to try to write something like that, but with more of a, a Wiccan theme to it. Okay, cool. And uh, so you said this is a whole series. Uh, how many are published already? Uh, just Onyx so far. Oh, okay. So we're just we're just getting started. Okay. I thought yeah. this was this was going to be a prequel to, like, something you'd already had established. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah, sorry about that. No, it's fine. I just I'm just trying to you know get the groundwork. So is this um your first novel you've published, or you have other stuff out there? This is actually my third novel that I've published. Um, I have Birth of a Vixen. It's the first book in the Vampire Vixen series, and the second book to that is coming out later this month. It's called Virus Within. Okay. 
Um, and then there's the Dream Prophet trilogy, which that first book is called uh, Awakening. And book two, Oathbreaker, comes out in October of this year. Okay, so Dream Prophet. So there's a lot of a lot of dreaming and stuff in that. Is that... Uh, some dreaming. Um, lots of werewolves, witches. Um, there's actually during uh, the whole background from Dream Prophet trilogy is that there's this um, civil war going on between witches and werewolves, and um, forbidden love happens between uh, two of the characters, uh, Ryan Leto and uh, Nathan, and I'm blanking on his last name. <laughs> okay, sometimes I forget my character names, too. <laughs> this is why I keep note cards, so I way right. I keep like, stuff straight. That's right. Um... But Nathan is a werewolf, and Ryan is uh, she's a um, she's a witch who can also shapeshift. Um, and their love affair is not something that's ever been seen in, like I said, a millennia. So it might be groundbreaking. What what uh, needs to be done to maybe bring some peace to the world that they live in? Gotcha. Yeah. So it sounds it sounds interesting. I mean, I do like. I love writing dream sequences because then I can get really surreal. And mm. I tend to write very grounded fantasy, but then you can you can do dreams and they can be very crazy and surreal and uh, you know horrifying or I don't know just full of symbology for the characters and stuff. Absolutely, you can just let loose. Yeah, yeah. I've slipped in like prophecies in the dreams or like yeah, you know that predict like future events, but don't present them that way. Mm-hmm. And then just like, yeah, I know maybe it, then I then I wonder if like anyone has ever realized it. I don't have too many readers. <laughs> and you I think you'd have to reread this series, so I'm like, how many people have really reread some of my book series to figure some of these stuff out? But you know I'm sure there are people who do. Sure. Yeah, I mean it's um I mean it's my first one. The box set did has been doing really well. Um or it did really well when we released it like a year ago. <laughs> I told it hasn't been, you know, it's been a year out, so it's, you know, it's it's tapered off. But, yeah, you always wonder about that. <laughs> you know, that's the fun of writing is, like, am I being too obvious with my foreshadowing? Or am I being so, like, oblique, no one will realize what I'm doing, and then they won't, like, get it, like, when the time comes? Or, I don't know. It's always that question. It's like, and you're like, can this possibly fool anyone? Cause, because you know what it's going to do. And then you're <laughs> like, my, you know, those, those questions that always... It makes me wonder. I'm like, am I am I seeding things too much? Am I not seeding them enough? Yeah. Whenever I get tied up with with that type of dilemma, I always remind myself never underestimate the intelligence of a reader. And then again, I used to be a, a dungeon master in Dungeons and Dragons, right? So I used to lead like you know tabletop campaigns with my friends. And um, whenever I would present them with options, they would always choose option I didn't present them with and go off and do something else. Because they have completely taken all the information I've given them and come to completely different conclusions than I ever intended, and then run off in completely different directions. You're just like, okay, how do we get here, guys? <laughs> like, yeah, I've been there, done that. I, I I never DM'd, but I always played a lot. So I've had people ask me like stuff like, did you intend this or this? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I did it. It's cool that you came to that thing, but. That certainly wasn't anything I intended with that line. Like, oh, okay. And then other times, like, yeah, no, you know, that's kind of what I was getting at. 
uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. It's the fun of, like, I don't know. It's the fun of readers and, you know, uh, my editor, like, she's, like, the first one that tends to get to read stuff. So then she'll, uh, she'll let me know, like, what she thought, if she, if it fooled her or not. So that's always, uh, at least someone I have that maybe will get tricked. Absolutely. Then there's so much joy that comes with that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, I had, like, a big secret in my first series, and I was, like, I was so afraid I would just blurt it out to people, because I'm terrible at keeping secrets. But I was like, man, I just have to include this, like, earlier in the story than I wanted to, because I just don't think I can contain myself. <laughs> I'm like, and I'm like, if I feel like if I stretch it out too long, people will figure it out on their own too early, or, I mean, they could if they're really paying attention. Um... I think you. Could, I think it's fair that like you could figure it out. I was like, man, I gotta put it in. And then I put it in, and no one's ever talked to me about it. No, a lot of people have read this series. Like, none of them ever talked to me about it. Like, oh, I guess maybe my twist wasn't that great or something. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, oh, no one, no one ever comments on it. I'm like, okay. I do get. Uh, I do get a lot of flack for killing a Pegasus. Oh no. But, I mean, yes, it is my my heroine's, you know, mount. And I did force her to put the Pegasus down in a cruel scene because I'm an evil writer. But that's the that's the one I get trouble. That's the one people remember. They're like, "You killed that Pegasus." I'm like, "Yeah, I, I did." <laughs> but it just brings up memories from the never-ending story and all the trauma and. <laughs> yeah, I grew up in the '80s. I had to watch traumatizing movies for children. I had to watch Atreyu try to save his poor horse. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I have a lot of. I have that darkness in me, thanks to 80s <laughs> children's films. So, yeah. But, no, it's it's good. Yeah. You know, I think it, 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 I know I did it for a reason. I didn't just kill the Pegasus to be a, a jerk. I did it for her arc to, you know, emotionally break her down so I could build her back up again. Um, You know, stronger than before. But, you know, just, you just got to do that. So, Absolutely. That's what I, that's what people remember. Not, not my twist. <laughs> I'm like, it's like I killed this character, other character. Like, yeah, but it was you killed the Pegasus. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. I'm one of those people that like, oh, it sucks that the dog died, but you know, it's it's a dog. I like dogs, but it's not a person. Yeah, but it's a dog. <laughs> I get it. I did get it. I love dogs. <laughs> I love dogs. I had a dog. I had a. I put down my childhood dog. It was a great dog. It was a black lab. My earliest memory is is meeting him. I honestly can't remember anything. I was, like, just about to turn four, and he was at this farm, and we had to drive out there because my parents, wherever we were living, couldn't have pets for some reason. Then we moved to this... Like, I don't even remember where we were living. I remember where we moved to, where we could have him. I don't remember that, but I just remember going out there and meeting him. Yeah, he had a... He put down, that was, like, I don't know, somewhere in junior high, I think, ninth grade. Mm. So... Never how old that is, like 14. So, but oh well, that's the pain that you need to have as an author to put into your writing so you can, you know, get your readers to connect with your characters. Yeah, sometimes though it can make things uh, a little harder to write. Like, yeah. When I was working on Onyx, um, I had an uncle who passed away, my grandmother passed away, and then my cat passed away. Oh, and then you're writing about a person who just had their sister. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. That's rough. <laughs> but that's like last year, right? I'm because I'm, I'm writing with Michael Evan. And he's like he's wanting to write this series. It's basically about him dealing with 
like the book is really about him dealing with the grief of losing his father-in-law that he's really close with. And just mm. as we get into writing it, my grandfather died. Oh man! So it was I'm sorry. It was rough for both of us. So yeah, it just I don't know. It just uh, you know, COVID got him last year. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it, it went into the book and we made it for a better book. Yes. What we do, we channel it. Yeah, that's what what I do. You channel that. It helps. I had to go something I'm about to write in my novel. I'm like, oh, this. I'm plotting out this character's arc, and I'm like, oh, he's. This is hitting way too close to home with my own, with my own issues. I'm like, God, this is going to really hurt to write. <laughs> so I'll be writing that tomorrow, but I'm not looking forward to it. Oh, well, good luck. But that's okay. You know, I'll just be a wreck for a day, but then I'll be fine. Get back to it. So anyway, so you got the Onyx, so you got books planned for her. So have you any of these uh, Raven books written, or are you just in the process of writing them? I'm in the process of writing the Raven books. Okay, cool. So no release date yet, but if people are interested in checking out what your sort of brand of uh, murder mystery is, they can read Onyx right now. Absolutely. Well, uh, so you got Raven Story in the works. You got the Dream Prophet trilogy that you're still working on and the Vampire Vixens. Is this correct? You got three series all at once? Yep. I'm a busy bee. You know, that's kind of how I am. I try. Or at least I try to. I, I, it's too much writing for me to write two series at once, but I usually will write, be writing one and editing another. Yeah. World building. Uh, so, yeah. So I'm doing that right now. I have, like, I'm editing one book and writing another series. But, yeah, it's it's definitely interesting to bounce around. Uh, so you got a fourth one in the works, or are you just three is your limit? Um, Three is my limit for right now. Um, like, a, I, I'm doing the final edits for Virus Within. And plotting out Oathbreaker. So, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I have, like, a series I did world building for last year, and I'm like, I want to start writing it, but I also need to finish this seven-book series first. And it's taking longer, because I decided to do epigrams, or epitaphs, on the start of every chapter. And those take forever to write. They're, like, the hardest thing to write. Just, like, oh. these little, like, couple lines at the start of a chapter that are, like, some bit of history for the world or some uh, saying or something that's thematic with the chapter while also allowing me to do world building and kind of expanding things, but not in a way that's intrusive. So it's like, yeah, here's like, here's like a culture that maybe the books will never even deal with, but they're out there and, you know, they have this to say about what the chapter's about. That's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, but they're such a pain to write. Oh, I bet. It's like, oh, this is a great idea. And, like, it's like, it's like, it takes me, like, it's like I can write, like, the entire chapter. And, um, and then it still takes me, like, in, like, an hour. And then it'll still take me, like, ten minutes to write these three lines. <laughs> or longer. And I'm just like, uh. And, like, the farther I get into the series, I'm like, I'm beyond where, like, I think I've done, like, most of the, just the, the easy world building <laughs> I need. So now it's, like, now it's really hard because I don't have a lot of, like, oh, here's some, bit about how this world works that I can just slip in in the beginning of the series like I was doing to get more to more explain how like these monsters work or this magic system works or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or like the or like to introduce like the country they're in, but like they've been stuck in this one country for four books now. I really didn't expect that. But um it's just how the way the plot has been going. So it's like I have a huge world and I'm like I need to get these characters moving, but I got them just how the events work. They just got bogged down in this place. And it started very locally. Now it's only now starting to branch out more globally. 
So hopefully the next book I'll have more like general world building I can drop in these epitaphs. That'd be fun. And, and I'm also slipping in prophecies too, just for the fun of it. So like here's a here's this this crazy woman's writing from a thousand years ago. Maybe it's important. <laughs> so yeah, so it's, it's fun stuff. But uh, wow, it's uh. Well, it was really great talking with you, Colleen. It was great talking with you, too. Yeah, if you want to let our listeners know where they can connect with you on uh, social media. Uh, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Um, all my usernames are at Colleen Twos, except for Facebook, which is author Colleen Twos. And I have a website. Uh, it's Colleen Twos, the number 42.wixsite.com. Awesome. Well, yeah, it was really great chatting with you, Colleen. I hope you have a great day. Thank you. I hope you have one, too. This has been Creatives in Focus. You can follow my books on Amazon under JMD Read, or join my readers group, Fantastic Worlds of the Imagination, on Facebook to keep up with news and releases.